welcome to the Cinema Show, where we bring movie news, reviews, and insights right here on our podcast. I'm Dylan Martin. Here with me is Jackson. Hey guys, uh, I'm back uh, from the hospital. Uh, <laughs> cost me an arm and a leg to get here, but uh, I'm back. Uh, no kaiju can stop me. <laughs> Which kaiju was that? I know it was one. I don't want to talk about it. You know what? That's fair. I'm sorry I even brought it up. It's okay. uh, but g- glad you're back and well. Thank and you. She is the sangria to my popcorn. Always a pleasure to have her. The lovely Lori. Hello, Cinema Show World. It's so good to be back and on such a special night. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Special night indeed. Uh, We, on the last episode, we talked about some kaijus and it's October. We want to get all Halloween-y, so we need to talk about the thrills. We need to talk about the suspense. So why not talk about it? With the master himself. Well, not with the master. Alfred Hitchcock is not with us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he's with us from the beyond. <laughs> and hopefully in good spirits, too. <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, hello. <laughs> You're like, oh my god, he's here. We have the ghost of Alfred Hitchcock is here in the room right now. And he I has a blonde I, I with him. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> yes, the... the Alfred Hitchcock, uh, the man so famous that even his pro, uh, profiled uh, silhouette is an iconic image in cinema in itself. And we have a a, a variety of Hitchcock here, uh, specifically a, a very distinct era of Alfred Hitchcock. I think these movies we're going to talk about is a peak, peak of peak Hitchcock. And uh, we're going to start right off the bat with... Well, you know what? Let's go. I'm gonna change it up here. Let's go chronological order. The the release dates when they first came out. Okay, and I think this is Jackson actually. Yes, your first pick. Rebecca uh, came out in 1940, I believe, and mm-hmm. uh, Lawrence Olivier. Uh, this was his first Hollywood movie, actually, and we've also got Joan Fontaine as. Uh, Mrs. DeWinter, as we will come to find out. The second Mrs. DeWinter. Uh, this is Rebecca's movie uh, from the start all the way to the end. It's even named after her, Rebecca. Um, I don't want to say too much. Uh, if you haven't seen this movie already, just go ahead. It's on YouTube for free. Just look up Rebecca 1940 and watch it. It's yeah. a fun time. It's really great to see like where Hitchcock got started in Hollywood. Yeah, very quick. Uh, even like aside from the movie itself, this movie, the anticipation was pretty big because Alfred Hitchcock, uh, before this movie came out, was a big deal, too big of a deal uh, for from where he's from, England. Uh, and of course, during that time, even I think till this day, if you want to make it big in movies, you need to go to go to Hollywood. You know, that that's the place to be back then. It was Hollywood land. And so, yeah, he actually came over to uh the u.s and this was his uh his u.s debut uh, of a film and funny enough the producer who brought him over was uh david uh, selznick yeah yes. david selznick and uh for those who don't know him he he was a big time producer back then i think he was one of the producers of gone with the wind the producer just the year before yeah and from what I have read, these two did not get along, actually. Uh, <laughs> these two were butting heads a lot, especially when it came to this movie, Rebecca. And aside from that, that's just a little bit of trivia. I thought it was very interesting. I had no idea this movie was Hitchcock's first U.S. movie. Uh, and it was great to see his impact that he made in film already on the other side of the pond. So big that he had to come over here and... Uh, you know, we'll talk about the rest of the movies here. But yeah, Rebecca, uh, watch it. <laughs> this uh, psychological thriller, it's it's fun. Uh, I think uh, I enjoyed the other ones a lot more. I, I think he just got better and better over time. Uh, and, you know, funny enough, all these movies were all leading up to his, uh, I mean, his creme de la creme, Psycho. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm glad we didn't, uh, we didn't pick that movie because... Uh, confession, I had not seen any Alfred Hitchcock movie aside from Psycho. Same so here. all these movies were uh, just an introductory 
uh, class <laughs> in Alfred Hitchcock, and I and very glad that we picked these movies. Yeah, uh, I get it now. I see why he's such a big deal. <laughs> uh, Lori, I mean, wait, wait. First, first off, yeah, I, I wanted to ask I, your okay, history with all... Alfred Hitchcock. Oh my gosh. Okay, so uh, from a very young, like since I was little, Alfred Hitchcock was just yeah, always saw it. Uh, I didn't get to see a lot of cartoons when I was little because I was usually either watching what my brothers were watching or what my mom was watching or my dad was watching. So it was always Westerns or Alfred Hitchcock hour or what my brothers were watching, Rocky, all those. That's why I have such an eclectic kind of uh, diverse. Yeah, parents, don't uh, show your kids cartoons because they'll end up like me. (laughs) But you know what? That's the biggest thing my drawback is that when we started getting into franchises as far as kids cartoons and kids stuff I don't know a lot of that that because I've never I was that pretentious little eight-year-old you know watching you know birds (laughs) like you know he used real birds she didn't know she didn't know they were going to be real she thought she were going to be fake it's like who cares Lori who cares um, you know, I was, you know, saying like, oh, my favorite actress is Vivian Lee, gone with the wind. <laughs> like, I had no idea what I was talking about. Um, but yeah, Rebecca, I'm so glad though that you picked Rebecca because that's one of those, I think it's one of those that I even surprised myself, uh, cause that would have been an obvious choice. It's one of my favorites because my goodness, you know, I think that's what's great about so many of Alfred Hitchcock movies though, is that it plays on a lot of the insecurities and fear that people have. And that's why they're so scary. And that's why they're so relatable. And Rebecca, my gosh, what woman wouldn't be, you know, any woman who's marrying a man, you know, with this wife, blah, blah, blah. Of course, you feel like you're always going crazy because we're cra- we're crazy like that. We're even women are crazy. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, I, I totally Directed by Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Alfred Hitchcock. But no, I mean, this woman and let's I mean, we can see it throughout all of his films. But let's be honest. Yes, he has a huge mommy issue. He's got some mommy issues, but he actually does write women very well. He's definitely, and I think Rebecca's just another one. I, what a great role. And that's the thing that I really liked about him is, oh, I, aside from his personal history, which, you know, we'll go into a little bit later when we get into that part. But uh, despite the fact, you know, of the assaults that he did. I, I was waiting for that to come actresses. up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, damn, though, did he have some of the best parts available for women in Hollywood at the time? Why does that always happen? And I actually have about six pages whenever I get to my movie on stuff. And I make probably about twice as many references to him and Weinstein. So, but like I said, I'll save that for my portion. Uh, yeah. So let's, uh, I guess we, I guess I we can really get into it. I don't have that much to say about this movie, uh, to be quite honest. Okay, uh, it, yeah. It was a good start. Uh but like you said, I like everything else uh a bunch more. Uh but it's not a bad start. It's yeah. uh it's still a good movie. I definitely recommend it. Yeah, and I didn't even want to like rate these movies. Uh, I don't uh it, it was its own time and uh like I said, they just keep getting better and better uh these movies. And I'm so glad I got to watch them chronologically or in uh, the way they were released uh but yeah and here i'm throwing out the window not to hire a housekeeper i I, (laughs) i've been thinking about having someone to clean uh the apartment and uh now that's out the window after watching this movie Uh, (laughs) (laughs) she's gonna get an obsession and then when something tragic happens she's gonna be all freaked out and you don't want to have to deal with that housekeeper anymore yeah it's yeah. gonna be a whole thing. <laughs> I wonder if housekeeping, uh, the the market for housekeepers went down after this movie came out. That's a good I wonder. Question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else we have to, uh, Laura? Do you want to say anything about uh, else about Rebecca? Yeah, I love that whole mistress of the house. But you know what? At the end of the day, though, I hope that uh, my housekeeper would be just as you know loyal to me after my death. I really do. <laughs> Even if she was the one who killed me, you know? Their hearts <laughs> like, come by like, these days. Okay. They really are. <laughs> but make In sure this economy? <laughs> they really are. It's, it's hard to find good Say help. what you will about mm, the 40s, but you. man, they, they produce some great housekeepers. So, 
Uh, <laughs> I hate you. And Sir Lawrence Olivier just said, uh, hey, I love that this was his first movie. I love that he did it with Alfred Hitchcock and somebody who could kind of understand him. And you're right. Uh, I While I do love this movie, uh, though, I yeah there's a lot better. and that's not saying this is a bad movie at but all i do love it, it just yeah it just to his credit how great his no, craft just no. uh, Im- not improved just flourished even more this with is every some movie. director's best movie ever and oh, this yeah. is just a drop in his bucket yeah no yeah all right let's uh, move on to the next one i'm not sure uh let's see I'm, i I'm believe looking. it's rear window yes rear window and who chose this one was Chris. this Chris, okay, so uh, shout out to Chris uh, from uh, Basic Cable Productions. Uh, you might know him from Yikes. Go check out Yikes on YouTube. It's great. Um, so uh, thank you for yeah, for him uh, for choosing this movie, uh, Rear Window. I, I guess I'll introduce it here. Um, let me just... Oh, yes. Yeah, so uh, the story of a uh, recuperating news photographer who believes he has witnessed a murder... Confined to a wheelchair after an accident, he spends his time watching the occupants of neighboring apartments through a uh, telephoto lens and binoculars and becomes convinced that a murder has taken place. This uh, this one, oh, this one stars James Stewart. And, of course, we have Grace Kelly there and Thelma Ritter in this movie. Yeah, uh, for those who notice when media... Uh, spoofs movies i know specifically i there's a lot of moments in this movie that uh gave me flashbacks because there's a that 70s show episode that is nothing but alfred hitchcock references and i think rear window was the one that was mostly referenced in that episode so um and you see it in media a lot I, i think psycho obviously is maybe the one that's the most referenced out of all of them uh but this one uh yeah rear window uh it's uh such a it, it seems like such a simple premise on paper doesn't uh, it yeah yeah and there's a there's a movie i think with shia labeouf uh, that that mm-hmm. gave me that vibe disturbia uh, yes disturbia Yes, so yeah. uh, obviously that. Oh yeah, totally like rip off of that. This it's the exact same premise. <laughs> yes, uh, Tom Hanks in the '90s he did something called The Burbs. It was the same thing. Yep. New neighbors moved into the house, and he was like, "I think I heard, saw them burying bodies in the backyard." There are so many movies whose exact premise is based off this. Yeah, so I mean, uh, what did you both think of Rear Window? I love Rear Window. I love it because it, it kind of, I love how uh, the most basic flaws in our human nature are what he like really goes for. And we do. We're nosy. We're nosy neighbors. We like to watch. We're always in each other's business. And the thing that it is, is that they tell you to mind your business because sometimes, you know, it'll get you involved in things and it'll get you in trouble where you shouldn't have been. And this is one of those cautionary tales, you know, and yes, he's like in a wheelchair or he's hurt, you know, and his leg is broken. That's what gives him the time to be able to kind of be looking in on this world going on and even being involved in all of this. And of course you have the beautiful quintessential blonde, Grace Kelly, Alfred Hitchcock, always looking for <laughs> his quintessential blonde. And it could never be her because she was too powerful and she was too assertive because so many of his leading ladies were vulnerable young ladies in Hollywood who didn't come from anything. Whereas Grace Kelly came from a very affluent family who had many. And then later on, you know, became royalty herself so she was one of the women he hired to be in his films that he really couldn't manipulate the way he wanted to. Um, and, and they talked about that a lot, how she was the one actress who Alfred Hitchcock wouldn't cross the line with ever. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jackson. Uh, the thing that stuck out to me the most about this one and the last one was how much they really uh, play on the word screen play. These, uh, these past... These two movies uh, feel like plays, especially Rear Window. It's all taking place in this apartment, and you're just looking out, and that it's such a great idea and a great way to just use the camera, especially in the way that Hitchcock does. It's this movie's great. Uh, James Stewart is. I always love seeing him. I I love him in uh, It's a Wonderful Life, one of my favorite movies. 
Uh, and I've always wanted to see more movies with him, and finally, here they are. It's uh, this one in Vertigo that we're getting... Oh, spoilers. But, uh, yeah, this one's great. Uh, I love how uh, just naturally it flows. You're able to tell, like, what day of the week it is. Like, you get that sense of dread uh, just with the passage of time. And it's so brilliant how it starts on, like, the just the morning. And then when it gets to night, it's so dark and you feel it's, it's so quiet. Perfect. Uh, he's the perfect architect of tension in movies. No one does it like him. Yeah, the master of suspense. And Absolutely. And if we can just talk about the editing process for Alfred Hitchcock and you can see him on you could pull up any interview with Alfred Hitchcock and it, it, it's like you're in a master class of filmmaking. It, it's so crazy the what he has to say about movies holds so true today. And I've even heard Quentin Tarantino even quote him saying how film essentially back when we people shot on actual film that film is an illusion it's a series of images going by so fast to make a motion picture and how editors hated alfred alfred hitchcock because hitchcock saw the movie in his head before it was even shot so he shot everything as it was in his mind to the point where editors didn't really have anything to do but just put it in the real because everything was shot exactly how how he intended it to be and i think one editor there was an interview saying how uh he would have his actors do this to the uh in front of their face and the editor's like why are they doing that uh and hitchcock just said oh that's where you just cut that, that's where you cut the that's the end of the scene and just attach it to the next one uh, that's all <laughs> that's how he, he edited uh by not editing at all uh just that's awesome. Just a visionary Hitchcock was in that. Uh, Very risky way to make a movie, too. Especially like, back then. What you need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, man, he, it worked for him. <laughs> it yeah, worked for I Hitchcock. Mean, every inch that you shoot is is money. So the more you shoot, the more you it costs. So, and especially with this movie, I bet whoever produced this movie must have loved Hitchcock. It's mm. must have been so cheap to make. And the profit margins on this one. Yeah, I mean, even the other one, uh, his first one here in uh, his American project, Rebecca, his budget was $1.29 I mean, back then, you know, how much that really was. Uh, but box office intake was $6 million. Wow. So, I mean, he was a hit. I mean, even before he came over here, he was a pretty big deal. Uh, but yeah, going back to uh, Rear Window. Uh, yeah, I mean... I feel like this is where we, well, in, uh, based off the movies we are going to talk about today, this is where we kind of get, um, like, what Hitchcock's known for. You know, his camera work and, uh, of course, his dialogue. Uh, but this is where we kind of see where a movie start to uh, say, oh, that's trademark Hitchcock, to the point where we see spoofs of it now today and uh yeah this movie again better than the one before but um it's the last time i say that because uh it's obvious that uh his movies just keep getting better and better and i mean not a lot to say about this movie it's very i feel like rebecca was a little bit more complex than this one yeah you had more to chew on with Rebecca, whereas with this one, it's pretty, it's pretty clear cut and dry. It's uh, a neatly wrapped package. Yeah. Lori? No, I agree. Uh, it's just a great film. And it's something, the reason that it's been done and redone as many times as it has, because if I'm not mistaken, in, in the 90s, they did like an official remake of it with Christopher Reeves, correct? Mm, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I could look that up real quick. Yeah, uh, you can fact check that, but I think it was because I think I remember thinking it was ironic. Because you, know, uh, <laughs> you oh, actually, yeah, it was a TV it, movie. Uh, nineteen. It was a TV. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. There you go. So yeah, I remember he was in. He did the remake for Rear Window, and I remember uh, it, it's just a timeless. It works. It's a formulated story that completely works. It's one of our biggest fears, you know. 
the nosy neighbors who look a little bit too long and you know sometimes you know you gotta know when to close those blinds and mind your business yep and he didn't (laughs) i love it yeah great movie uh yeah and i i kind of want to stay away from spoilers with these movies just Mm -hmm. because there's a monologue that i want to talk about though and it's after uh a death this is a hitchcock movie after uh a death in this movie there's a monologue given by one of the neighbors and it's great what a great monologue yeah yeah all right let's um oh i'm feeling a little little woozy uh (laughs) let's talk about vertigo drunk oh no sorry i thought you were gonna talk about (laughs) the meeting that never mind never aside from that yeah uh aside from that lori this was yeah this was your pick lori it was uh of course you know i was sitting there and i was like ah you know go for the obvious psycho but when you really think about when i think about authentic like if i were to suggest one movie for somebody to watch from him it would be vertigo because i think that it encompasses everything that his other films do Mm. in one movie it takes a little bit from each, including like, you know, uh, the overbearing mother figure of a you know crazy girlfriend, uh, the mystery of mistaken identity and death and intrigue and gaslighting, uh, along with every this is like a, a psychology 101 professor's like favorite movie, like on a sick day to play. Just put on Vertigo because it doesn't matter what you're studying psychology. Every single psychological disorder is in this movie. Mm. By the way, <laughs> and I I love it. I I live for that. Like every time you turn around, something else. I'm just like, okay, and this is classic. This, you know, this is classic ag- acrophobia, and this is classic, you know, mother syndrome, and this is classic. You know, there's always something that you're looking into, and you're just like, ah, ah. and all of those classic shots which are in it. It, it just makes for a suspenseful, psychological. It takes you like not only on a psychological trip, but a physiological trip, because I feel like watching it, your heart starts to race and you start to break out and sweat. You start to feel a little woozy and sick to your stomach yourself, especially with a lot of the effects that he did for the time. Uh, and also, how can you not? Uh, I think the greatest measure of how, how you know somebody's best movie in their franchise can be is whether or not Mel Brooks did an entire parody over it. And he did. Boom. High anxiety. And uh, can't get enough of that either. So, yeah, that's why I picked it. And do we get into spoilers or are we saving those? Uh, I don't know if I want to even touch spoilers at all. Uh, just because, like, for the... Because oh, okay. I'm, I'm sure, like, again, before this week and a half... I have not seen a, an Alfred Hitchcock movie aside from Psycho, and I'm sure there's people people out there who haven't seen any Alfred Hitchcock movies as well, and I I just don't want to spoil anything for them. Uh, if anything, yeah. if anything, for those who haven't watched any Alfred Hitchcock movie, go watch them all. Go watch all yes. the good ones, yes. the bad ones. Go watch them all. It's uh, only like four bucks to rent them on YouTube, and it's worth every cent. Really quick sidebar yeah. tangent. I'm. I was so mad because I signed up for Shudder because mm-hmm. last time I checked, they had Alfred Hitchcock's entire collection on Shudder and I did the free trial. I went on, I downloaded it on my phone and my TV and it's they're all gone. They're all split off. There's some in on Hulu. There's some on uh, HBO Max. I know there's uh, Rebecca's free on YouTube. Thank God. Uh, so, uh, it, it was very frustrating. So, uh, just a PSA for those out there that want to dive into Hitchcock, don't get Shudder, unless you like that, but if you're looking for Hitchcock, uh, there's other places to well, watch great. it. Now, Shudder's never going to sponsor us, Dylan. <laughs> hey, I paid their money. I might as well have sponsored them. I paid them seven ninety nine. We could have for- gotten that back and more. <laughs> Hopefully they don't listen to this. They don't go back to this episode. Well, I mean, it's the Hitchcock episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, but um, d- just to hit back, I, the designs in the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, he's so methodical. Uh, 
to talk about one thing, just about opening credits for Vertigo. Oh my goodness. So it's the face and it's an uncomfortably close, uh, close up, you know, of the face. And even the way he places the actor's name, uh, James Stewart, it's a close up of the mouth, you know, and it's steady. It's strong. It's there kind of like this is a story. Then he does a close up of the eyes, both of them, and they're shifting back and forth. And he puts Tim, no, Kim Novak. So I'm like, Shifty women. <laughs> we already know the woman's going to be the problem. Got it. And then it goes to one eye and it said, directed by Alfred Hitchcock. I'm like, and there it is. And that's how beautiful and brilliant even his credit, uh, credits are. Uh, his shots, all of the great ones are in here. Everything from, you know, the, the hypnotist shot, the kaleidoscope, everything, which kind of takes you into that world. The great stairwell shots of the stairs. Those uh, got me. Like I was in the. I've seen those shots before, and I'm like, oh yeah, that it looks like it was shot in the 50s. But when I'm in the moment watching it, I was, I got dizzy while I was sitting on my couch. It's great. He he did it. You get dizzy. He did it. And uh, and then the quintessential driving shots. That's where this is from. With the car in the background, <laughs> he's just driving along in the bad, you know, background going. And I kept looking because, you know, you see them, some of them repeat a couple of times. I'm just like, <laughs> I love it. I love everything about that. Uh, the ending is quick and kind of like, oh, wow. Like, how could you not have guessed that something bad was going to happen? And, uh, you know, and you just know that James Stewart, you know, I'm not going to give any spoilers out. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, at the end of it, it just happens kind of quick. Uh, but even then, it just makes you want to go back and watch the movie again. Yeah. I think all of his movies are like that. Anytime you start to watch the collection as a whole, you have more appreciation for it. And it makes you want to go back and just watch them all over again. Yeah, I, I remember listening to Hitchcock say how uh, how he constructs his worlds here. And he always says, uh, he said this one time, he said... Uh, if a woman were to randomly jump on the table and scream, uh, you would be terrified, right? But if the movie sets up this dark, gringy house and everything that's supposed to look scary, the music's scary, you're not going to be as surprised if a woman jumps on that table and screams. It's what you're expecting. Uh, what's very unexpected is for you to live in this world that you yourself can live in and something just bizarre happens. And once that happens, you're engulfed in it as to thinking this can one day happen to me. And that's the the biggest vibe I got from this movie. Again, kind of like a Rear Window, how it's such a, on paper, such a very, it's a cop who's afraid of heights, right? That's essentially what this movie is. But what he explores in this movie, it's, it's great. It's thrilling and... I was feeling like Lucille from Arrested Development in this movie. I thought I was getting vertigo myself. <laughs> Shout out to Lucille Ball. We love her. <laughs> uh, but, but I love that so much. It's a great show. Watch Arrested Development as well. Uh, uh, and watch Shudder. Uh, download Shudder. Uh, subscribe. Uh, uh, Jackson. Uh, yeah, what did you think of Rear Window? I don't know if you got Vertigo. your thoughts yet. Oh, shoot. Vertigo. Hello. Hello. Uh, Vertigo was great. Uh, another Jimmy Stewart venture. Um, I think this one was... Um, dang, I don't want to rank them all. Um, I, I, I really liked it, but Lori said uh, this one... I wanted to rewatch it once it was over. Especially with this being my first time. Uh, after uh, I was done with them, I'm like, wow, there is a lot more to this movie than I can gather on this first viewing. And this one I know is going to be the one that sneaks up on me. That becomes like, I watch this more than any of his other ones. There's a lot here. Uh, and I just need to keep coming back to this one because uh, not only is it a great time, but uh, there's, like Lori said, this, this movie has everything. <laughs> it really does. There, there's this movie has so everything. <laughs> it has it has actresses playing dead wives. It has uh, pieces of jewelry and flowers that 
from a woman who died seven centuries ago. <laughs> it has it has a little bit of murder and misogyny, but not too much. Not anything to throw you off. <laughs> Just enough misogyny. <laughs> hey, let's be fair. Hitchcock, he, he wasn't really... Uh, he didn't have the game with the ladies. So, I mean, uh, for him to project... Okay, do you? I, I get it. I mean, I don't support it I, at all. I don't, don't let me. Don't get me wrong. I don't support it. Is Hitchcock just, an incel? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So you know just how we talk about Woody Allen and how he writes his movies, and you can tell that the ones he's not in anymore. Now, Alfred Hitchcock was never in his own movies because I don't think he dared. Well, he did a little. He did a little cameos. Saw, yeah, he did yeah. little cameos, but as you know, if he would have ever said, "And I want to play the leading man in this," they would have been like. <laughs> Uh, Hitchcock, are, are you sure? I want to make out with Grace Kelly. <laughs> Alfred, I'm not sure that that. Her Alfred, stay allow behind that. the camera. We'll set up a little private dressing room while we have a little camera inside. You can have another dressing room where you can see it. You'll be fine. But you know, I feel like James Stewart, uh, him being in, I think he was in uh, quite a handful of Hitchcock movies. I feel like that was like his proxy, because I mean, he was always with the blonde girl. And that's that was Hitch, Hitchcock's thing. And he even said, like, uh, an interviewer asked him, like, why do you always have blonde women, like, be your leads? And he just said, like, that's that's my preference. <laughs> like, that's that's what I grew up loving. And that's to me, that's a, that's classic cinema. And I mean, love that in age well, right? That that quote. But I mean, uh, it's it's his vision it's his world and that's that's what he perceives it and i feel like james stewart and his other leading men uh were definitely a proxy for him so uh yeah definitely projecting in that aspect i, I totally get that so yeah uh this was jimmy and stewart jimmy stewart's last movie with hitchcock mm-hmm. and when i see jimmy stewart in some of those roles some of those lines he's grabbing her and saying wait a second like, I'm trying to help you. Let me talk to you, you know, and things like that. I almost could see Alfred Hitchcock thinking that in that same moment. Yeah. Like, hey, come back here. Like, I love you. And I, I imagine him kind of always feeling that about his leading ladies. And I felt that when I was watching it. And I think that's why it was so good, because I think it was really real. Yeah. So. This yeah. one, he really puts his heart it. out on the table. He he oh, he lays it tell. all out there. This is his like just he. It's everything. Oh yeah, because this is a man who was one hundred percent completely in love, like one hundred percent, and it's like, oh, and talk about dealing with so many things throughout it. The second you turn around, there's some other thing that he has to psychologically get past, and you're just emotionally exhausted by the end, and then the end, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> That's it? What? What? And then none. And then I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm like, that's it. I have to watch it from the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch it again. Let's roll it back. Yeah, for who, those who haven't seen this movie and uh, just hear Lori say none, like, wow, this movie does have everything. <laughs> it does. <laughs> everything the none. It does. It has everything. It has a little bit of everything. Even there's a part in it where, uh, spoiler alert, but there is a crazy girlfriend, kind of sweetheart. He's not with her, but she kind of is his girl Friday kind of. No, you know, him. yeah, we've all and, been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you see her say, it's okay. Let mother help you. Oh. And I was like, Ooh, I got psycho vibes <laughs> yeah, immediately. And I was like, Oh, there it is. There's that creep mother factor that, that always kind of seeps up in his movies. I was like, oh, yeah. A little yeah, foreshadowing. Oh, and then, yeah, and then the girl, you know, at the very end, she had, makes a, a one comment and it's just saying like, oh, I really do have, it's true, I really do have you now. And I just love, you know, of course it was it was a movie of the time, but how that's the ultimate thing, you know, for a woman to, to really have a man. Like, <laughs> oh, mama, I made it. I have a man, mama. Uh, well, I mean. But I still love it. <laughs> I still one of the greats. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great. Great movie. Yeah. And let's move on to his next. And this is going to be our last movie here. Actually, my pick. Uh, another noir physical, uh, psychological thriller. 
North by Northwest. This classic suspense film finds New York City ad executive Roger O. Thornhill, played by uh, Cary Grant, another proxy of uh, Hitchcock, uh, pursued by ruthless spy Philip Van Damme, played by James Mason, after Thornhill was mistaken for a government agent, hunted relentlessly by Van Damme's associates, the Harry Thornhill ends up on a cross-country journey meeting the beautiful and mysterious Eve Kendall, played by Eva Marie Saint, along, uh, along the way. Soon, Van Damme's henchmen close in on Thorin, resulting in a number of iconic action sequences. Uh, this one came out in 1959, I believe the year right before Psycho. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it, it's great that we... Uh, so coincidental, I, I don't think... It was so random, like, our picks. You know, like, we, we just said, just pick a Hitchcock movie and we'll go. And it's great that Jackson picked the first one. Uh, that was his first American one. And it was great uh, that I got to pick his last one before Psycho. Uh, which uh, people have talked about, about Psycho, but North by Northwest. I mean, it was a match made in heaven. I was going to pick Vertigo and uh, Lori got it. I was like, you know what? Let me go with North by North- Northwest. Have never seen it. This is my favorite. It's no surprise. It's the most action. And I'm I'm a, I'm a dumb guy who loves action. So obviously I love this movie. Uh, it's great. It's great. And uh, Cary Grant is great. And uh, I, of course, Hitchcock picked him uh, to play this role because I would have as well. I, I uh, this guy is so charming. Uh, uh, have you seen I, Arsenic and an uh, Old Lace, the '40s one? No, I, I think it's the first time I've ever seen Cary Grant in anything. Oh so my god! I've, Arsenic I've seen and, Arsenic and Old Lace. Oh my Lace. god! And that's on my list now because I, I want to watch more of this guy. It's a great He's... Halloween movie too. Oh great! Yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, North by Northwest, I think the most iconic shot is uh, the plane uh, chasing him and him running. It's great. I mean, I'm looking here and every movie uh, after Rebecca, his budget just increases and so does the box office. And this one felt like such a a big movie compared to the other three, surprisingly. I mean, it's on the poster. Mount Rushmore... And the ending with that, like, yeah. oh my gosh, nobody could have done it but him. This movie blew me away even with the opening credits, how it's the lines and then we transition to the skyscraper. That blew me away. This movie's brilliant. It's iconic. That plane scene, oh my gosh. Talk about, again, we talk about be a scene being reenacted so many times. And that is the one. And, oh, it's brilliant. Every time, every time you hear any references. And I actually think that uh, this is one of the ones that's always listed as his his best one by the American Film Institute and ones like that. Everybody's always saying North by Northwest. But undoubtedly, uh, it's him. Such an action movie. Such an action suspense movie. Really plays on that. And he does it so well. And Cary Grant, you know, that Englishman who just, you know, kind of gets caught up, you know, and everything going on. I love that. I always love how all of his stories are kind of like that. It's about a regular person who gets caught up in in a, uh, a situation. It makes us all feel like that could happen to us. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine being a grocery uh, shop clerk and just, hey, we need to kill you. <laughs> You're... You've been infiltrated. You're coming what? with us. <laughs> yeah, it, it just it catches you off by surprise. I mean, if, if I, I wish I would have gone into this movie completely blind because, I mean, even from the shots, I kind of knew already a little bit about this movie. Uh, but, man, it still, it, it was uh, just a, a nice surprise, uh, all the turns this movie took. And it, it kept you going the entire time, uh, especially for a movie that came out uh, so long ago. Uh, I, I thought the pacing was just uh, seamless to me. Uh, I was just so caught up in it. Uh, and again, even <laughs> at this point, I didn't mind the uh, the blonde uh, female uh, love interest here. It, it, this one, I, I wish yeah. this was the first movie that I was introduced to Alfred, uh, Alfred Hitchcock to me. Because uh, yeah. it's great. This movie is actually one that I want to rewatch. I don't know, maybe uh, Vertigo just made me woozy, and uh, yeah, I'm not into that. But yeah, the, I want this all of these on 4K. 
I, I want to yes. rewatch them until yeah. the end of time. Yeah. I even want to watch Birds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have no idea what that movie's about aside from birds and then also what laurie's been sending me the snl <laughs> the <laughs> sketches <laughs> but yeah uh i don't like i don't want to talk too much about north by northwest which uh, uh, to really get into the meat of the hitchcock we need to do a redux episode where we go full into spoilers or, or something yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, to really get into the meat and potatoes of these movies because all we're really saying is they're great i mean they're all great they they are they're great <laughs> But uh, to really get into the the real thick of it, you got to get into spoilers. Uh, But yeah, uh, I don't want anyone else to be spoiled more than they already have. Yeah, absolutely. And I do have to kind of like, and and I hope people, more people give them a chance. I know nowadays, like it's hard for people to watch some of the older movies because a lot of people, because there are, I'm going to admit, even in Vertigo, you know, when he's there, you know, it's back in the day, you know, he's he's upset with her, he's angry with her, and he gets pretty aggressive. There's those scenes where you just see him pulling the woman and you just see her legs kicking <laughs> and dragging behind. <laughs> Great shots. Yes, that's not right, though. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> but we've come a long way, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's a mistake to uh, kind of look over some of these uh, classic movies uh, these are this is our history, and this on film is a history, uh, a reflection of our times and the way things were at certain times. And I think you know to to kind of overlook it and say, oh, that's a you know some of the things that were in there made it uncomfortable to watch. I'm just really like, well, that's you know, I don't know. I, I I think to keep an open mind to just kind of have fun with the movie and to make sure that uh, you keep that in mind when you're watching it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after watching all of the Bond movies in preparation for the shows in a couple weeks, <laughs> I have, I have yeah. gone through all uh, 25 as of today. Uh, just saw No Time to Die. I've seen all 25 Bond movies and going through all of those. Holy crap. Uh, so <laughs> I just learned to not let it get to me uh, as much and just really just try and take it at face value. But boys, it's still there. And this you came know? out before Dr. No. Uh, I got huge James Bond vibes from this, and I feel like everyone was trying to just replicate this movie. Bond started, uh, to me, it feels like Bond started out trying to replicate Hitchcock. Have you ever watched the movie, speaking of that, uh, A Clockwork Orange? Yes. Oh, yes. Kubrick. Okay, you know the scene where they peel back his eyes and they force (laughs) him to watch all those images? Mm -hmm. Do you ever think sometimes when you're watching a marathon, like, say, the James Bond marathon and seeing, like, all of that, it's like, you're, like, holding open your eyes. You're like, oh, oh, this is so inappropriate. No means no. An hour and 15 minutes into You Only Live Twice? Holy crap. Uh, Great time. What a picture. What a picture. I'm surprised, like, actually, you know, when uh, you bring up Hitchcock's, like, personal life and what he did, uh, what he's done to those, uh, um, his his women, <laughs> the women in his life. I'm just so surprised, like, nothing has come out yet about that. You know, like, uh, I, I guess. It has. It's just been had... very kind of shush, shush. I mean, like, don't speak ill of the dead, even though he was kind of a piece of shit, yeah. which, uh, the greatest of all time, too. And you only... You only hear about his movies, and then once you start digging deeper, do you hear about the way he treated all of his actresses? And then it's like, oh, geez, this guy? Um, And, you know, they say that his wife really protected him, too. Uh, His wife, uh, throughout all those years, he had a really good team around him. Um, And Tippi Hedrix, you know, she later on wrote a book, you know, about her experience with birds. And she really quit acting. Oh, wow. Because of him. She was an up and coming. Well, he ruined her career. Uh, he because she wasn't single. Whenever she started, she was a single young lady. Part of the reason he picked her was because she was going to be one of the blonde girls who wasn't, you know, with somebody. Mm. Uh, kind of like you know, later on he would work with other people and they had significant others. Like when he worked with Janet Lee for Psycho, you know, she was married to Tony Curtis. He knew he couldn't go too far, but they did say. 
that he did have it set up to where he could peep in in the dressing rooms of all his leading ladies. Um, but yeah, just like in Psycho. Yeah. Uh, so with Tippi Hendrix, uh, it was actually really bad because he would force her to go to dinner with him. He would he would force her to spend time with him and to listen to him. And it got really weird. And then he, when she started refusing to go out places with him, he really started like that's when like she says that he's throwing live birds at her on set. Uh, and then she didn't want to come back and do another movie with him. And he said, I have you under contract. He goes, you can't do movies with anybody else if I don't give you permission to, as long as you're under contract with me. So she, uh, after she completed her obligation to do his films, I think she did three that she had to do with him. Uh, and after that, uh, he completely blacklisted her and she didn't work for years after that because he had her under contract and he refused to give her permission because he wanted to ruin her, her career for not liking him. Alfred Hitchcock, you bastard, rotten. No, I'm kidding. I'm yeah. kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, but you and know we all what? have our flaws. I mean, I mean, some people throw <laughs> some people throw birds at women. I mean, hey, <laughs> at the end of the day, North by Northwest it, masterpiece. <laughs> I I don't recycle like I should. You know, I I want to recycle more. Yeah, <laughs> birds recycling. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all it's important. <laughs> All right. I mean, we've talked about the good and the bad of Alfred and Hitchcock. And the ugly. And, and the ugly. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think, uh, hey, good conversation, guys. Uh, I guess uh, very, re- really quick. It's, again, because I, I, I just went on a whole rabbit hole of interviews with Alfred Hitchcock. And it's just so funny how he thought so l- little of actors. And when you say things like, oh, he threw birds at a woman on set i believe it because he goes on this whole rant about actors like uh they think they're writers and they want to produce their own movies now and it's like actors just do what you're told like you don't like he thinks actors are stupid and <laughs> i i just thought it was so funny like i wasn't even mad at that i, I was like uh, you know what this guy's he's committed you know he he knows that he's not an actor and i feel like he wants to believe that these actors shouldn't believe that they are somewhat a writer or producer <laughs> I, I like i don't know i just i appreciated the comment that he made uh uh I, he's wrong obviously <laughs> <laughs> but he was so committed like uh, he was very very passionate about filmmaking you heard it here first folks cinema show exclusive hitchcock was wrong <laughs> He is with us in spirit, so he can confirm all this. Yes, yeah. That's true. Hello. <laughs> Mr. Hitchcock. Good evening. Uh, what do you think about women? <laughs> don't, 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 don't answer that. Don't. You yeah, just, just dissipated. very heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us here. <laughs> uh, but uh, any... Any advice you would give or maybe uh, to someone who's completely new to Hitchcock, uh, what would you recommend uh, in terms of how they view these movies? Uh, do you think they should watch them as how we talked about them today? You know, I think so. How Just they watch release? them chronologically because that, that's really how you get the best of him. I think you really just see him, what more he does. Like, you think one movie impresses you, and then you watch the next one. It's like, wow. And then just wait for the next one. Even after North by Northwest, we still have Psycho to get to. Like, the next one, you know? Yeah. He's the DJ Khaled. (laughs) (laughs) Another one. No, sorry. Uh, But yeah, I would say to anyone who hasn't seen uh, Alfred Hitchcock and who loves movies and is aspiring to do something more, uh, watch him. Watch him from the beginning uh, and see see how a a master at work, uh, his shots, the way he puts a story together, uh, the way that he can build suspense and he can make the audience, you know, he uses shots that make us feel like we're the ones who are in the story. you know, he takes us on that roller coaster and that journey and there's nobody better than him. And every filmmaker who is doing it and who's the best at it now, uh, all 
all learn from him. Uh, so you, despite anything else, you know, separate the art from the artist and you got to give him that credit. Yeah. Okay. And I've said it better myself. Well, uh, thank you so much, Jackson and Lori, for being here. Uh, I My pleasure. So, so glad uh, we got to talk about these movies. I'm just glad uh, I'm out of the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> that, that kaiju really got you, huh? Uh, I mean, nothing beats stepping, getting stepped on by a kaiju. I mean, that'll put you in the hospital for a good bit. Man, I wish we could just resurrect Hitchcock so he can make a kaiju movie. Imagine that. Imagine what kind of movie that'd be. It would be like the kaiju would be his mom or something. <laughs> uh, with a Ew, yeah. with a big old blonde wig. Yeah, <laughs> and the red lipstick. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much. Uh, and also, of course, our listeners for tuning in and supporting us. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, the Cinema Show is now available on multiple platforms where you can listen to podcasts such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. So be sure to download, follow, or subscribe. Uh, so leave a review if you can, uh, and uh, it helps the show grow. Don't forget to turn on notifications on the show so you can be up to date on all our episodes. And let us know what you think about what we talked about on this episode. Are you a fan of Alfred Hitchcock? Did you know he threw birds at that lady? I didn't. And, <laughs> and, and you can give us those questions, comments, and feedback on all our social media platforms such as Facebook twitter and instagram at cinema show live uh, we'll be sure to highlight you on on our next episode just don't forget the hashtag or maybe you just want to shout out either way you're all part of the panel as much as we are jackson where can we find you you can find me on twitter at jackson underscore dml and uh, follow me on letterbox uh, same username just no underscore and lovely Lori with that lovely hair <laughs> ah, you can find me on twitter at Lori underscore cojardo all right well thought i had something else to say <laughs> where can we find you oh yeah you can find me on <laughs> i forgot about me and you can follow me on my sorry he was suffering from some vertigo <laughs> i think i have vertigo today i don't know <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> it's been a long day it has been and you can follow me on my twitter at dylan mm5 d-y-l-a-n-m-m-5 this is the cinema show remember all films are subjective and it's all about perspective have a great day and a better tomorrow Thank you.